0: So what's the relationship like with the girls that are competing? I feel like that that should be a reality show right there it in itself. Like it, forget the bachelor, or bachelorette. Let's get twenty four girls who are trying to make the yeah. Olympic team. Who are, who are all teenagers under
1: twenty. And
0: yeah. yeah, put them in a house together and see what happens.
1: It's brutal. Did it's you like brutal. hate some of them? I mean, <laughs>
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to In The Booth. I'm Sean Booth. We got Sam Cat. Hey, guys. She's over there on the couch. And today, we have a very special guest. She is the mother, badass mom to two kids, an owner of an Olympic gold medal and some silvers. Yeah. And most importantly, the wife to Andrew East, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Sean Johnson.
1: Okay,
2: most importantly.
1: Hey, I agree with that. I agree Is with
0: that. that the, like, order... Of accomplishments. Absolutely. It's like kids, yeah. gold medal, Andrew.
1: Oh, no. The opposite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Andrew's the pinnacle of my success. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's nice. Um, I feel like we've gotten to know each other over the past few years. And Andrew, yeah. we always end up at the same charity events.
1: Always. 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 They're
0: always competitive. And one thing I've learned is that you and Andrew are annoyingly really good at everything.
1: We just train a lot. And you guys don't know that. I'm kidding. (laughs) We're just very, very competitive.
0: Yeah, I like that. I'm competitive too. Um, We've done special forces, charity Mm -hmm. trusts with shooting guns, softball. Um, You do anything athletic.
1: I'll do anything. I jump out of planes. I'll sign up for crazy stuff. It freaks me out, but why not?
0: That's awesome. Well, when you're growing up, when did you get into gymnastics? Was it your first love or were you trying out all different sports or is it something your parents were like, hey, let's throw into this?
1: Um, long story made as simple as possible. I was a crazy two-year-old, which I now am learning firsthand that I have yeah. as well. My parents put me in dance because they thought that was like what you put little girls in. I hated it. And they moved me to gymnastics at two to like mommy and me classes And I fell in love with the trampoline because I thought I could fly and I got an adrenaline rush out of it. Yeah. And continued in gymnastics all the way through school, elementary, high school. I tried every other sport along the way. I played soccer. I ran track. I swam, danced, softball, everything. Everything. And I loved it. Yeah. But when everything got more and more time consuming, I had to kind of continue to kick something out. And gymnastics was kind of like last man standing.
0: Gotcha. So what age were you? when that happened
1: uh well, I, you
0: were starting yeah. super young
1: i made the u.s national team at 12 and it was around then that so you're
0: like all right we got to stop playing softball yeah. and everything else and just focus on this um and how much time like a week were you spending practicing
1: uh so my story is a little bit different than like the stereotypical elite gymnast um for many different reasons but i did full day of public school and i trained monday through friday for 4 hours after school saturday i did 6 hours and sunday i got the day off so okay. 26 hours
0: all right a week so which is not bad
1: for most elite gymnasts like the the common program would be 40
0: okay and where did you grow up
1: Des Moines, Iowa
0: okay so was gymnastics a big thing there or were you kind of just like <laughs> one of all. the only ones
1: um another crazy story My coach is Chinese. He was born and raised in Beijing, China. He was a world champion gymnast there. He had the American dream of starting his own gym in the United States and raising Olympians. Um, Randomly, he got a full ride scholarship to the University of Iowa uh, to learn English in exchange for coaching their gymnastics team. Um, And through that, he wound up in Des Moines, Iowa, where he started his gym and it was a mile from my house. My parents went there because it saved gas money. Really? I was one of his one of his very first gymnasts when he opened his doors.
0: That's wild. So were your parents like hardcore or just kind of like, <laughs> you know, she's loving it, she's doing good. We'll let her just see where this goes. Or are they like, All right, Sean?
1: My parents were as far from that as possible. They would beg me to skip gymnastics really? so I could stay home with them. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's great.
1: My parents had a a strange upbringing themselves. They got married at 16, trying to get away from like toxic family um, lives. And they wanted nothing but to raise a kid that was just normal and had a very normal life.
0: Well, that did not end up happening. (laughs) Not a very normal life. (laughs) So, world championships, 12 years old. Yes. Okay. And so- What's what's the difference between the World Championships and the Olympics?
1: I love that you're asking this question. Nobody's ever asked this. Yeah. Um, so the World Championships is actually a harder competition.
0: And you won that. I did. A couple times, right?
1: I did. No big deal. The World Championships, you can qualify into as an in- individual. The Olympics, you have to qualify into as a country. Right. So there are a lot of really, really amazing athletes out there that can't go to the Olympics because they don't have a country.
0: Interesting. To like
1: represent. And or more people to qualify in,
0: right? So their country is just not allowed, or they don't have the qualifications.
1: Yeah. But world championships, literally, an individual can go.
0: Okay, so I could go. Yeah, right now at my age. <laughs> yes. Is there an age limit? No,
1: there's no age limit. All right, it's like a, it's like go. a free for all. So it's it's actually a really fun competition for gymnasts because there's no sanctions. It's truly the best in the world who come, which is a lot of fun.
0: That's wild. So then. Okay, so the Olympics obviously gets more press. You got the whole country involved. Um, Going from the World Championships to the Olympics, that whole process, narrowing down who's going to represent the country, is that something that's super political, right? Like it's got to be because there's so many millions of gymnasts. And how does that whole process work where you have to go to certain competitions throughout the country Mm -hmm. to get a spot or... Is it just knowing the right people?
1: It's so every single sport has a different system. There's right. no like governing body that requires a certain system to get to the Olympics. Um, so USA gymnastics governing body has its own process. Um, as soon as you make the national team, which I made at 12, mm-hmm. I'm technically in the group or the pile that gets chosen for the Olympics. Uh that pile is usually around 24 girls. And from the time you make the national team, you're kind of just building a resume. Mm -hmm. So, how do you perform under pressure? Do you tend to, like, choke under different scenarios? They kind of just, like, throw you all into different scenarios for years watching you kind of play out your your role. And then when the Olympic team is selected, it's hand-selected. So, there's no qualification for USA Gymnastics because if you watch the gymnastics finals in the Olympics – You can get a gold medal on a vault, bars, beam, floor, all around, and team. So there's six medals up for grabs. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to just take the top six U.S. gymnasts because-
0: They got to get the best for each. They have to get the best on each. Yeah.
1: So you strategically over the course of your career have to figure out where you're going to fit in that team of, I think now four, to get as many medals as possible. And my strategy going into gymnastics was I was going to go for the all-around medal, which was being a little above average on every single event. Mm -hmm. So I could help the team for the team medal, and I could also secure the all-around, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, it's a smart move. But then beam ended up being your best. And I just
1: happened to be good at beam. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Yeah.
0: So what's the relationship like with the girls that are competing? I feel like that that should be a reality show right there it in itself. Like it, forget the Bachelor, Bachelorette. Let's get twenty four girls who are trying to make the Olympic do. team who are, who are all teenagers under
1: twenty. Yeah. And
0: yeah, put them in a house together and see what happens.
1: It's brutal. Did it's you brutal. like hate some of them? I mean,
0: <laughs> I mean you're competitive, yes. yeah. Yes.
1: But I don't think I like disliked anybody because of their ability. Right,
0: you're just competitive.
1: But we just, 24 girls living in the same place and you're 16 years old, you're bound to not get along with some of them. Yeah. Um, I would say for the most part, we are all very, very close and we're all very close going through that. It's a very isolating experience. You're away from your parents, you're away from your friends, and you live together for months on end. Um, so we kind of became like sisters. Right. In the love-hate relationship. Yeah. And there were definitely like cliques and like, yeah, of it course. should be a reality TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But we were very, very close. I think the tension doesn't really like get to us until after competitions when like the press gets involved. Right. That's where it gets really hard.
0: I mean, because that's a a wild thing to throw in uh, young athletes with the press and then not even talking about the pressure of your country and getting thrown on national TV and having to perform in front of millions and millions of people. Mm -hmm. What did you do to train to get yourself ready for that. I mean, there's gotta be some aspect of mental training as well.
1: So that was the beauty of me being so young and naive is I didn't have any control over that being a minor. Um, that came down to my team, my agent, my parents, and my coach. And so training for that mental pressure of the press and the exposure basically I didn't really train for it. My team worked really hard to keep me away from all of it. I wasn't allowed to like do press or any business opportunity until I was done.
0: Gosh, I just keep you completely focused.
1: And I will say like it seeped in. I could. Of course. I could see contracts that were being negotiated. I like, I knew what was happening. Yeah. But for the most part, my team did a really, really good job of kind of like protecting me from all of that pressure.
0: Okay um what was that feeling like when you officially found out that you were going to represent the country in beijing like you remember (laughs) finding out like getting a call or was it in person
1: uh it's in person and it's it's brutal because they literally like sit all 24 of you down
0: i feel like i've seen (laughs) it on tv where they had um one uh, an event and this was a couple years ago and then they named off some names of the girls who were going i'm like damn, that's ice cold. These other it's girls are just right cold. there and they're like, see you later.
1: It's it's such a, it's a beautiful moment because they're wanting to celebrate the team. Yeah,
0: of course. But you worked your whole life to get to that point.
1: That and the, these girls are like our sisters too. Yeah. So even though if you're competitive and you probably want to see them like make a mistake in competition so yeah. that you win, um, it's really hard. Yeah. And I remember when they like call your name up, you're kind of like looking at the other girls like I'm really sorry, but I'm also so excited. And it was honestly just like, the biggest brush of like breath of fresh air i felt like for all of us just being named the team was like enough to solidify success for us like right if you make the olympic team yeah you can call yourself an olympian forever exactly but you if you don't even get there that's like that's the hardest part so being named was like the best part of the entire experience of
0: course and you were what 15 did they give you like a year to prep for it
1: no. <laughs> so this is the other really brutal part about gymnastics. So most US um or most Olympic sports and teams are named at least like three to six months in advance. Yeah. The United States gymnastics women's team is named uh three weeks ahead of time.
0: Three weeks. Yeah.
1: So you fly directly there after you get named. Wow. Yeah. So
0: you got some girls who were really like, all right, three weeks. I'm going to be in Tokyo competing and then they're like, no, you're not because you didn't make the team and now you're just going back home and you're going back to school.
1: The process is pretty brutal if I'm backtracking a little bit. So if, if the Olympics are usually in like July or August, our selection process starts in January with we do five lead up competitions and those lead up competitions end up giving you the final bucket that they choose from, which is about 10 girls. So you start at 24, you go down to 20, you go down to 16, you go down to 10. Mm -hmm. That final 10 goes to the final selection, which is like this hidden camp where they say, okay, you four are going.
0: Okay. So you got three weeks to prep. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wanna know what the Olympic Village is like. Cause Mm -hmm. I've heard a lot of stories and you were obviously super young there. I heard the Olympic Village is just wild. I heard it's just like a big party. From not, what I, I think from I what heard what that. Told. Yeah, because yeah. you were probably. Yeah. Did you stay there, or were you in like a hotel down the road?
1: So most gymnasts don't stay there for yeah. some reason. Our year in Beijing, they let us stay there, which was amazing. Yeah, I was like a giddy kid in the village because it was it was just so like magnificent. I don't know. Just, yeah, there were so many athletes, and you would see Nadal, and you would see. Um, Yao Ming and you would see like all of these amazing athletes just walking around. We definitely had a different experience than what you read about (laughs) because we were all 16. We had armed guards with us because we were minors living in the village. Um, And we we, weren't allowed to leave our apartments without chaperones, without our coaches, without our like national governing body presidents. So we had no freedom in the village. Yeah. So – but I hear it's wild.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I hear from like Ryan Lochte.
1: Oh, of course. That he said like they
0: just <laughs> had like bowls of condoms out everywhere in the village. Like, they say just, they give
1: out more free condoms at the Olympic Village than any sporting event.
0: That's ever. wild.
1: I mean, we had no part in that.
0: Yeah. How long is the whole from start to end of the Olympics when you're in the village?
1: Um, A few weeks? We were there... I think we were there four weeks.
0: Okay. So it's a long time.
1: It's like we we go a week and a half or two weeks beforehand all the way through.
0: Okay. And are you with the do they put the gymnasts in one building? So you see like girls from Russia over there like, no, we're gonna keep That'd you be guys brutal. away. Yeah. Yeah. So you're
1: actually housed by country, which is really fun. Okay, that's cool. So each apartment complex building is designated for different countries. And one of my favorite things, I remember as a kid looking out, like we had these balconies. And they do it at every olympics is if you look um at the buildings from like the street every single room hangs a flag off of their balcony like the flag they're representing yeah and you'll just see like whole buildings that have the american flag and whole buildings that have the chinese flag and it's really a cultural it's a really cool cultural experience
0: that's amazing uh sam cat how close were you to making it to the village 0%
1: Zero
2: uh, percent close. Thank you so much for bringing that up. I did gymnastics for twenty years, and I uh, That's was huge. No, no. Yeah, I mean, I went to college. It paid for my education. Oh, amazing. I did it all the way up through until like you know it's time to retire. What there college? was Central Michigan University. Yeah, fire up chips. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. When Sean was making the Olympic team at twelve, I was deciding that I'm going to be a collegiate gymnast at twelve. Like truly, you yeah. do. It is a very young mm-hmm. sport. Like she said, I mean, I trained for. 4 hours a day mm-hmm. after school every day I definitely I went to public school as well mm-hmm. um I did get early release cuz I didn't have to go to PE hey yep. nice. um because you know when you can climb the rope without your legs and beat all the boys in push up <laughs> yeah. contests they let you skip PE it's a great little program they have yeah. uh I mean there are a lot of similarities I feel like mm-hmm. In it's, I mean, it's still gymnastics, but by no means did I have a career like John, <laughs> and I will never pretend like I did.
0: What would you do to prepare like the night before you're in the village? You're like, all right, tomorrow I'm going to be doing this in front of the entire world. Do you get any sleep? Do you have res- the same routine that you do in your head or, or what's that like?
1: Uh, yes. Again, you have to you have to remember that being 16, our, a lot of our success was being able to harness this idea of us still being children, right? Like we loved gymnastics and we loved playing in the gymnastics world. But then when our minds would kind of switch over to that professional athlete side, we did a lot of like sports psychology training. Um, I'd say ninety nine percent of it was just mental training. When we got to that level, uh, we would go through, or I would go through personally, like different what well, we what I always did was like the night before, I would barely sleep. I could not sleep yeah. before competition. Yeah, but. My coach always taught me that if I get nervous, you would I would close my eyes and I would walk through every second of the competition. What am I hearing? What am I feeling? What am I seeing when I walk into the arena? Um, what am I listening to if I have like music in? I would feel the mats beneath like my feet. I would be feeling the beam. I would be seeing where the judges are. And it's just like you're walking through this motion that so that by the time you walk into the arena and it's real, it's almost like your body's done it. A hundred times, and Mm -hmm. I remember the night before competition, I would just go through it a million times. It's wild. What is a if you can think back? Like, is there a
2: routine that sticks out to you that you were just the most nervous for, or like something that still sticks out to you to this day that you're just like, I remember Mm -hmm. like right before I was about to salute, like what was going through your head, or that just kind of all blurs together at this point. No,
1: I mean I I can remember. She's like,
2: I actually know the exact time. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I remember almost all of my routines. I can tell you what I did right and wrong just because I analyzed my sport that much. Um, I literally give seminars on this one performance, so I'll try to like summarize it. Um, we talked about my my strategy in gymnastics was being an all-arounder. I was the world champion in, in the all-around. That's kind of like how I trained. And going into the Olympics during the all-around competition, it was down to Nasty and I. Like we were always one and two. And I was the very last person to compete on the very last event, which is always hard. Um, but I'm also like a math person. So I was like tracking people's scores mm-hmm. and I was watching one by one as like people went through their, their moves and got their scores and leading up to Nostia, I had, I still had like leeway that I could win the all around competition. I remember she went up and I was hoping she'd like wobble a little bit or like step yeah, out of bounds and <laughs> still come in second. Have a the heart US. attack. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> And she gave like a flawless performance and I remember walking up to do my performance which was last and I was looking at the scoreboard <clears throat> and the way it works at the Olympics is like Nastia's name is still on this like massive board and when her score pops up a 30 second timer starts counting down mm-hmm. and that tells me that I have 30 seconds to start my performance like the judges are ready and if you don't start within those 30 seconds you get disqualified from the competition which is wild mm-hmm. Um But what that told me is like I have 30 seconds to calculate if I still had a chance. Yeah. And I remember her score came up and I quickly did the calculations and I couldn't get a high enough score to win. And that was the most, that was the most like internally conflicted I ever felt going into a performance because up until that moment at the Olympics, I had been doing it for my country. Mm -hmm. And I knew that Bob Costas was already telling the world through commentary that… Yeah,
0: Costas. Sean
1: can't win the gold medal. She's like failed or whatever. And I just knew. Everybody knew already. And I remember thinking to myself like, do I even go out and perform if what the world has expected of me is not possible? And I was thinking this at 16. And I remember like… Yeah, which is wild. Um, But I remember looking at my coach who stands in the same place during the same like during all competitions and he was unfaced and he just kind of gave me the nod that he always did and i was like okay and i remember thinking this verbatim i was like if you can't win the gold medal at least go out and show the world that you deserved it don't know how i thought of that at 16 and i remember that being my favorite performance i've ever given in my entire life for the first time i didn't feel pressure because i thought i had failed everyone so i only did it for myself and it was the most free i've ever felt in my entire life it was like the easiest if you've ever done a floor routine you feel like you're dying um it's like doing the incline as fast as you can. Yeah. Um while smiling. Yeah. While smiling <laughs> and in you know, a leotard. In a leotard. Um don't pick your wedgie And I just I felt like I could have like gone on for hours. It was so much fun. Yeah. And, and for you to process
0: all of that at that age is impressive. Yeah.
1: So I came in second and I loved it.
0: That's I could amazing. have cared less that's so cool. Coming
1: in second, I was I was more proud than I had ever been because I had done the best performance of sure. my life. But it was funny moving after that, getting the silver medal, you know, we you move into the press circuit and I remember every single person for 3 hours was how does it feel to fail? Are you going to come back in 2012? What did you do wrong? It was just like it was the validation of failure. Yeah. And it was really conflicting at 16 trying to figure out That makes me. I feel so proud, and you guys are just stripping that from me. Mm -hmm.
2: And they're grown adults asking a sixteen-year-old girl that.
1: But in in that (laughs) scenario, you can't you can't blame a journalist for asking a sixteen-year-old girl because at that time you're a professional athlete, right? So
0: yeah, that's a good good point there. And then what about the balance beam, though? (laughs) Because that's got to be. I think that that's (laughs) the hardest event. Like sometimes, I mean, I have trouble walking on the sidewalk without tripping over myself, and you're doing flips and. Cartwheels, roundoffs. Do we still do roundoffs? Is that a Sean Johnson
2: yeah. was not doing cartwheels in the <laughs> Olympic Games. Sean Booth. <laughs>
0: yeah, probably not. But the balance beam. Yeah, that's your best, or was as it far was as the best, medals. Yeah. yeah,
1: I loved the beam. I going back to when I was two and I started gymnastics. I fell in love with the trampoline because it made me feel like I could fly. Yeah. It made me feel invincible. I was like this horribly shy kid my entire life, like painfully shy, but I felt like a superwoman when I went into gymnastics gym. And I loved being able to feel that. And I think flipping on a 4 inch beam kind of like reinforced that. And so I just felt I I loved the challenge of it. Yeah. And I loved people's reactions to it. And I loved feeling like I was achieving something that people thought was impossible. Right. Um and I had a phenomenal coach who was really good at beam and it was just kind of my thing. And I remember going into the final, which was the very last day of the Olympics. And it was after I had gotten three silver medals back to back to back,,
2: really? uh, so
1: I still hadn't gotten the gold, yeah, and I went into the training hall, which is like where you warm up, and it was the worst day I'd ever had training, like warming up for competition. I fell on every single like warm up skill that I did. I was just out of it. I had been so drained, and I was at the end of my rope, and I was just like I was done with the press, I was, was it done with the last
2: two, like the very last the very day? very last day, very last competition.
1: And I was just done. Like my body was shutting yeah. down. And I remember my coach doing everything in his power to snap me out of it. Just every technique. And if you know my coach, he's the most gentle human being in the f- like I've ever met on the face of the earth.
0: Is he the guy with the mustache? I'm thinking no Carrie, mustache. I'm thinking Carrie Struggs. You're thinking I'm Bella Corolla. Mine
1: is Chow. He's just this gentle Chinese man. Yeah. And he's the best. He's literally like my second dad. And it was the first time in my entire career in front of everybody. Like we had been warming up for probably two hours. And it was almost time to go out. And he screamed at me. Like just like snap the F up. Like figure this out. Yeah. And I remember. Like yes It was literally. It was like the biggest wake up call. And I went running into the arena. I don't even remember like what i was thinking but i went through the motions it was not my best routine like i know this for a fact it was not my best routine but i finished it and my coach looked at me and he just giggled and he's like okay (laughs) and we look we like turned and looked at the scoreboard and there was a number one by my name that's incredible we were like all righty (laughs) we did it (laughs) And, and then, it, like, haunts him to this day, though. He thought he ruined our relationship just trying to, like, give me that moment. And I was like, I forgot about it within yeah, a second. I like, needed it. I go <laughs> the gold, gold medal kind yeah. of overshadowed it. Yeah.
0: Exactly. But What was uh, standing on the podium? Who was next to you? Do you remember?
1: I don't even remember.
0: Yeah. Who cares? Screw them. That doesn't matter. <laughs> I was so yeah. tired.
1: I do remember. I think Nasia was next to me. And I think the one of the Chinese girls was next to me. Li Shan Shan, I think was her name. Um, but I do remember going into the press circuit after that one and because I knew it wasn't my best performance, I was like, oh, what are they going to like annoyingly talk about this time? And it was just praise after praise after praise. And I was so annoyed by it. I was like, now you praise me. Yeah. Like, because I gave you had a the, number one next to it now. I know. And it just, it like reframed how I looked at life yeah. as a 16 yeah. year old. But I was like, this is a bunch of crap.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So then it's over. And at that point, your life has completely changed now. What yeah. was that transition trying yeah. to get back to normalcy, which
1: so I <laughs> it it didn't happen. I had accepted, um, I was going to Stanford on a medical uh my dream was to be an orthopedic surgeon, which is comical, talking yeah. about our issues. Um, so I was planning on finishing up my senior year and going to Stanford. Um but I went back to high school for one day and got so bombarded that they had to bring in security officers and pull me out of school. I wasn't able to finish my senior year at school at all. I had to do a private tutor. I wasn't allowed to walk through graduation because they thought it was going to be too much of a distraction. Wait, and that's so sad. It was, but it also-
0: But it also, was, she's like, I got a gold medal. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, yeah, It was
1: a derailment for me because I liked education almost better than gymnastics. I, again, if you, like, read my baby books and stuff, I, I wanted to be a doctor my whole life. That was it. I shadowed open heart surgeries when I was a freshman in high school. I was, like – I worked at the hospital randomly. Yeah, I I loved it. I lived for it. And so the derailment of, like, not being able to go back to school really was hard for me. But I ended up finishing um, and worked as a broadcaster and went on to do, like, the gamut of circuits and – Tried to make a comeback in 2012, ended up retiring and worked for the Today Show and met in a very roundabout way. met my husband instead. So transferred to Vandy. And there
0: you go. Which is way still better. Still not than a game. doctor. <laughs> yeah, still <laughs> not a doctor. Maybe one day. Uh, Don't give no. up on that yet.
1: I actually talked, thought about becoming like a paramedic. Yeah, he's like, you're going to ride around in an ambulance? I was like, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got some guy yeah. who just got hit by a car. He's in the back. He's yeah. like, is that Sean Johnson?
1: <laughs> i like, I got you. I got <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, hang on.
0: Um, yeah, because I got to imagine for a lot of athletes, with that being their entire life, their at- entire identity, and I feel like Michael Phelps has talked about this, mm-hmm. like the depression coming off of that. Um, Did you experience any depression?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot time. of it. Yeah. I mean, you have to think, too, at – if anybody obsesses over anything, there the balance and the scale kind of gets tipped. And for me, I did have I lead a, led a pretty like balanced life. My parents worked really hard to do that. My my coach, coming from China where things were very like imbalanced for him, he still encouraged me to go to prom and to go to like football games. And I would leave like gymnastics class early to go get Dairy Queen, and he would love this. He like wanted me to be a normal kid. So I feel like I had the greatest chance for success, but I still obsessed so much about my career that when it was over, I didn't know how to function as a human being. Right. I didn't know how to eat breakfast because I wasn't going to go to the gym. Right. I didn't know how to work out in a gym, like not a gymnastics gym, like a fitness facility. Right. I didn't know how to get on a treadmill. I was like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. Um, And I didn't know how to operate without my coach. My coach strategized my entire life. And now that I didn't, have him I just felt very lost as a human and then since I didn't have school I also didn't have like my backup plan which was really odd Mm -hmm. and I just I got very lost for many years until I crashed on a ski slope and hit rock bottom because I tore every ligament in my knee and I was like okay the only thing I can remember making me happy is gymnastics so I'm gonna go back and I didn't really want to, but it's just the, like my, it was my last ditch effort. Yeah. Much.
0: Yeah. And so, how are you involved today with gymnastics? Now <laughs> like you not have, at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, you have little kids. I do. And obviously, I'm sure a lot of people ask you, are they going to do the gymnastics? Mm-hmm. Do you want them doing gymnastics? And I know you've come out and publicly said that the USA Olympics, kind of let down a lot of kids mm-hmm. and a lot of people, right? With the whole Larry Nassar terrible situation. Mm-hmm. Is that something that is that you see going in the right direction now for the U.S. and something that you feel comfortable with your kids doing?
1: Yes. So because of the fallout of USA Gymnastics, I always kind of took a step away from gymnastics. I didn't want to be a coach. I didn't – I think kind of had my fill. And so I would still be involved in the sport by – mentoring or doing like clinics, but truly having fun with it. Nothing serious. And then when the fallout happened, I just kind of walked away. I really didn't want to be associated or a part of it. Larry was my doctor. I walked away unscathed, but he was my doctor for 20 years. Um, So it was a really, really hard time for our entire sport. And I will say up until, what was it? February this year, I really didn't know where gymnastics stood, USA Gymnastics. And I, I wasn't super hopeful. But I took my daughter to her first competition, not where she was competing, but like to just watch. And I got to meet the entire new board, the new president, the new system, and got to kind of sit back and watch it all play out. And it was the most encouraged I've been in a really, really long time. It was the first right. time I thought for if for any reason my daughter ends up in this sport, yeah, I I would be proud to see her work under these people. They were, they were phenomenal. And you know, it made me really emotional even at the competition because yeah, I was like, of course. we haven't had that in so long. So it was really special. And to answer your question, yes, my daughter is in gymnastics. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know why. And she loves it. Um, it's one of those, like, there aren't many things you can do with kids under the age of two but gymnastics is one of them and i think it's a phenomenal sport when it comes to recreational gymnastics or like recreational levels for young kids yeah it teaches them coordination and body awareness and strength and of course she's done that she's done dance and she's done soccer already and she loves gymnastics and so much so that the coach is even like we need to put her in the five-year-old class and i'm like get out i don't want (laughs) to have this conversation with you (laughs) no
0: (laughs) That's got to be wild to sit back and watch, right? I mean, you you see parts of yourself in her, and like even just with like mannerisms and movements on the gymnastics floor.
1: Honestly, I don't watch her enough. Yeah, like it's really hard for me to go into the gymnastics gym when she's like training and watch her. Yeah, one because I don't ever want her, even from a young age, to to remember back years prior of like, oh, my mommy sat through every single class and she. Like, I don't want her to feel pressure from me at all. And it's really hard for me to go into a gymnastics gym without drawing the attention away from her and it, like parents coming up to me or coaches coming up to me to talk about gymnastics. Yeah. It's kind of the world that I'm in. Yeah. And so I don't go as often as I should, but I do remember I'll go into the gym with her and play around and I will never forget. It's like a core memory now. We were on the trampoline and I was like, Drew, do you want mommy to show you something? she's she's like, like, no, thanks. She literally was like, no, mama, (laughs) sit down. Let me show you. And I was like, okay, this is amazing. And I I loved it. Yeah. I loved it.
0: That's so cool.
1: She Uh, still talks about how daddy taught her to do a handstand.
0: Nice. And I'm
1: like, awesome. I'm sure he loves that. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If she gets daddy's height, she probably won't be on the balance. Which she will. (laughs) Yeah. She's (laughs) massive. Both my
1: kids are. Yeah.
0: 99 percentile?
1: Yes. Or way above.
0: (laughs) That's great. Yeah, because I gotta imagine too, if you're going to these um practices for your kid, you probably have parents coming up to you and being like, Hey, what do you think about my girl over there?
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> people I do. really do that? Oh, all the time.
2: All the time. A gym parent will never cease to surprise me.
1: Never. And gym I mean, parents are crazy. I, I understand it because parents truly just want to give their kids the greatest opportunity of success possible. Sure. But a lot of parents cross this line of not being able to realize that Success can only happen if a kid loves something Mm -hmm. because they're children. They don't know how to like switch their mind over to business. And they won't know that until they're in their 20s or 30s. And so when parents are like, where do I need to take them? Or what do I need to do for them to succeed? It's really hard for me because I'm like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter at
2: all. You can't want it more than they do.
1: And if you do, it's not going to work. And I deal with that a lot. And it's really hard. Is
2: there anything that now that you're obviously removed from it and you're not competing that you look back on your career and you're just like, wow, I like, I, okay. So I don't know how to ask this question, but I'm just thinking like, he's talking about how you were great on beam, obviously Mm -hmm. you're a gold medalist, but we're, how old are you? 31, 31. So I'm 32. We're like similar in age. And I remember obviously when you went to the Olympics, I was going to college, obviously as a gymnast, we're going to be glued to the TV Mm -hmm. for every single rotation, every country, every, everything. And I remember The reason or one of the reasons you stuck out to me is because you were one of the first gymnasts to use beam. Like It looked like you were on floor. Mm -hmm. And so at the time, and I mean, I don't know if I need to explain that more, but like before Sean existed, Mm -hmm. beam was like so – like very dance heavy, very leaps and turns and – arabesques and like, mm-hmm. and it's obviously morphed over time. But now you watch someone like Simone Biles, who's also tumbling like it is the floor, but you were the first. Is that something that you knew at the time? Or is it something that now that you're removed, you're like, wow, I really was the first. You're welcome, Simone.
1: Um, Yes. Yeah, so I did know it. Okay. Um, I We had a There were a lot of challenges that came with that. Sure. Um, If you picture gymnastics, there are two different types of athletes, basically. There's a Nastia Lucan. You think very tall, very lean, very flexible, very uh, dancer-like. And then there's a Simone Biles. Mm -hmm. Very, like, powerhouse. Or you. Um, Or you. You guys were one and two Um, back and forth, you said. Like, you guys were each. But in 2008, I introduced a new style of gymnastics that hadn't been used before. And the challenges that came with that was trying to… Gymnastics is a subjective sport. So when you look at track and field, if someone crosses the finish line first, there's a a video replay that can verify who wins and who loses. Mm-hmm. In gymnastics, there's a margin that's allowed, legally allowed, for a judge to say, I just don't like your style. And so I can deduct that because it's technically artistic gymnastics, gymnastics, it's subjective by opinion. And in my era which is wild to think about, Um, the challenges that I was faced with was trying to get an old school system to adopt a new style and subjectively like it. And that was hard, Mm. which we were totally aware of. But I was not an osteoleucan, and I wasn't capable of being that. So I had to embrace my own style. And it worked sometimes, and it worked – it didn't work other times because – more old school styles of of judges were kind of like, this is not where I want the sport to go. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a lot of fun, though. It's really cool to watch now and see people like Simone be able to just yeah. thrive because of that year, which is really cool.
2: You were the first person that I was like, oh, I can look like me and be like me and still be a successful gymnast. And I didn't know if that was something that like came to you later or you knew it.
1: I only knew it because of the challenges that sure came with it but I also remember having that same moment, and this might sound silly to even say, but I idolized Serena Williams because of that. Hell, Mm. yeah. She always embraced how powerful she was as a woman. And I knew I was different from day one within the sport because I did different things. Mm -hmm. And I remember reading articles about Serena, and I was like, okay, I want to be a little bit more like her. And it's okay to
2: be a powerful woman, and it's okay. And you can, like, I mean, obviously, the success Serena's had astronomical yeah
1: yeah she's a little bit okay. of
0: success for serena yeah i feel like if there was a mount rushmore of u.s gymnastics you'd be on there oh, thank you and then not to put you on the spot but who do you think would be next to you
1: oh uh, simone well I, simone. I can't even put myself next to simone simone is by far and i've said this before and i will stand by it i think she's the greatest gymnast our sport will ever see in the history of the sport. I agree. So
0: she's like the Michael Jordan mm-hmm. once in a lifetime.
1: It's really hard for people who don't understand the sport to to see it. Yeah. people will match her. People will now, like the bar has been set higher, that people will come in and do her skills and do gymnastics like her. But to see Simone come into a world and a time when she competed, she was competing at a level that is – 30 years advanced that we haven't seen before.
0: In what way? So for like me who wouldn't understand that.
1: Mm-hmm. So it would be, I don't even know, like the the comparisons, but um, what's the fastest marathon right now? Like usually when- mar- Sub two is what yeah.
0: they were going for, like the Nike campaign, but two when, hours. But
1: when newcomers come into the marathon and they try to beat it, they usually beat it by a couple seconds. Yeah. One second, two second, a few seconds, 30 seconds. It'd be like Simone coming in and beating it by 15 minutes. Yeah. Like okay. she's so far advanced that the rule books of gymnastics had to be rewritten because of <laughs> her level of is. difficulty. Right. And if you were to look back when she first competed, the discrepancy and difference between the men's rule book and the women's, mm-hmm. the men compete such higher difficulty than women do because they're 20 to 30 year old men who have just a physiological difference than 16 year old women and are stronger and able to do higher like level skills if you looked at the best us or the best gymnast in the entire world in the women's category they might have been like dabbling in one or two men's skills Mm -hmm. simone only used the men's book okay she didn't compete women's gymnastics she competed men's gymnastics in a in a feminine beautiful way right that our sport has never seen before and it as a gymnast, I lit my jaw was on the floor watching her.
0: You didn't give me your Mount Rushmore.
1: Oh, you got Simone. Um, you? No, I don't think I would put myself on there. I you, don't know.
0: I'm putting you on there. I I'll give you it. mine. Okay. I'll okay, go. You do yours. You, Simone, and this is strictly from just a guy watching on the couch. Great. Uh, Carrie Strug. I feel okay. like that's just a. I I don't know her besides that iconic moment. Great. Right, like I feel like, but when you think <laughs> women's gymnastics, you think of Carrie.
1: Can I tell you a story about Carrie? Yes. Absolutely. About that moment that yeah. nobody knows? Yeah. So, you know how she just, did, do you know that they do two vaults? So, no. she vaulted once and she walked. Oh, back yes. And she, she did it again. again. Yeah. So, she actually broke her leg on the first one
0: and then st- did it again, stuck the landing. Yep. And that's when the guy with the mustache carried her off.
1: Bella Caroli. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
0: That should be a statue yeah. somewhere. Um,
1: how many has four?
0: That's you, Is Simone. Is it four or five? Five right, Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I think it's four. Okay, all right. right. So I need one more. Okay. So I'm just gonna go strictly for aesthetic purposes and go Michaela with her little smirk, just like just at the end with her little smirk, which was so iconic. Also, I feel like trending all over the world before like trending became a thing.
1: And Michaela was one of it was so incredibly talented. Yeah, she, yeah. So incredibly talented.
0: That's awesome. My
1: yeah. Mount Rushmore then would be Mary Lou Retton. Do you know who that is? No. <laughs> oh, I was going <laughs> to say the silence uh, <laughs> um, I would say Mary Lou Retton, Kim Zemeskel.
0: I don't know who that is either.
1: I it's okay. It's just like historical.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll take your word for it.
1: Um, Simone, who's someone in between there. I'm not putting myself. That's ridiculous. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I would say Nastia. Just going across different styles.
0: Okay. Sam.
1: Mary Lou Retton.
0: Who's this, Mary Lou?
2: Mary Lou Retton was the first woman in the 1980 Olympics to win the all-around gold medal. You,
1: you would. She was like crowned the first title of America's sweetheart. She was Um, on Wheaties boxes. Perfect ten. Yeah. You would okay. recognize her if you saw her.
0: What if you put her in today's game up against Simone?
1: Mm-mm. Oh, no. No chance. That's not
2: even. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that's We're also- We're just going historic. Yeah. All right. So you got Mary Lou.
2: You can't compare the two. Uh, yeah. Mary Lou, um, Dominique Mucciano, who was in the 96, that I was saying the Magnificent Seven. And I'd say Sean and then Simone.
0: Okay. And Dominique, what's her last name?
2: Muciano. Mucciano.
0: Mucciano. Okay. What about Allie? Raise, Allie's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. She's got to be up there.
2: Oh, wait. Yeah, I switched Dominic yeah. for Allie, actually. I would put her
0: there if there <laughs> were I five.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I chisel a different
0: Yeah, we can do face? five. Okay, cool. I'll throw Allie no. in there as well.
2: Okay. No, no, I'm replacing. I'm switching. Have you met Allie?
0: I haven't. No, I haven't. I have not. Um, but I feel like she's been like a very strong voice for yeah. the Olympics. Oh, yeah. For the gymnasts. Yes. And just for women in general.
1: She opened the door for everybody, which was amazing. That's
0: incredible. All right. We're going to have some fun here. We're going to do our final four right now. Final four. We've got two different final fours we're going to do. All right. First one we're going to do, what four sports in the Olympics would you compete in Mm -hmm. outside of gymnastics? We'll give our four. It could be just a sport you want to compete in or you think you'd be good at.
2: Okay.
0: All right. All right. And then after that, we're going to do four things that you think should be in the Olympics oh, that you're really good at. Could be something completely random, but okay. you're like, if that was in the Olympics, I'd get another gold medal. <laughs> <laughs> All right?
1: Okay. Um, so for number the-
0: four, we'll go around the room. So from your least out of the four to your best chance of winning a gold medal.
1: Of things that aren't in?
0: No, we'll do sports first.
1: Oh, I don't think I would win in any of these. Okay. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. And yeah. Sean's like, You were a gymnast. And I'm like, it doesn't translate no. all the time, my friend. Right, you I, want to
0: compete in? Number four.
1: I would say I've been to an Olympic taekwondo event and it was incredible. Taekwondo. I would love that.
0: Okay. Love that. All right. That's a good I one. I feel like that
1: so. could translate like
2: body awareness and skill sure. and stuff. She's like, sure. sure yeah, for sure. Um, Samcat, your number four? My number four would be curling. I took my first curling lesson yeah. recently. And let me tell you, well, it was not bad.
0: It's a popular one. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, the guys, the US guys put that on the map for sure. We got a curling bar right down the road.
2: That's where I took the practice thing. Yeah, You can like awesome. go and pay and they give you like a legit lesson. Yeah. And obviously I'm competitive. So I was like trying to learn technique and like it's balanced and sliding on the ice. And if you don't have core control, you can't do it. And I was like. Hold my yeah. beer.
0: Okay. I'm going badminton number four. Nice. I feel like badminton, you can only get that. What do they even call the thing that they hit? The birdie?
2: Yeah.
0: Right? That yeah. thing can only go so fast. Like I feel yeah. like I, can, I could keep up. And that's something that if you worked at your whole life, I feel like there's not the competition pool is probably pretty, pretty slim. Yes. All right.
2: I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it starts slim and it gets slimmer. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Number three.
1: Um. These are because I like them, yeah. I will never win a medal in them. Um, table tennis.
0: Okay. Ping pong. It's
1: Ten- So intense. Intense. They stand like a mile behind the it's table. It's wild.
0: <laughs> like they stand from this far from that yeah. table.
1: Yeah. That I bet you probably,
0: a- I bet you would. You're really good at everything. You'd probably no, do good at no, ping I pong.
1: I'm obsessive. So like I would take Figure it seriously it and train, yeah. but I still wouldn't be able to do well in it.
0: What about if you were going against Andrew? You be Andrew him? would win. Of
1: course. I know. Andrew's good at ping pong table tennis. Don't ever say ping pong in in the Olympics, though.
0: Yeah, I feel guilty just saying it right now. Yeah. In front of you. (laughs) Table tennis, all right. (laughs) Table tennis. Sam Cat, number three?
2: Well, table tennis was my number three as well. Just because I would never win a medal, but I would love to have that kind of hand-eye coordination. I dream of being able to have hand-eye coordination in general, but those people – so I guess maybe I'll just switch mine to like regular tennis.
0: Okay. Regular oh, wow. tennis.
2: In the court. Like wow. I, I would love to be, you know, little Serena vibes. I yeah. look great in a tennis skirt. Hell yeah.
0: There we go. Pow, pow. Why not? I don't look great in a tennis skirt. So I'm hey, going to go knock it with uh, the 100 meter sprint is my number three.
1: Sick.
0: Um, it's a short enough distance where you don't look too bad if you're <laughs> falling behind. I I think I'm, I'm pretty good at sprinting in a straight line and – I feel like also, if I'm looking for brand deals, it's a lot of FaceTime on the TV.
2: <laughs> oh <laughs> you guys, y- Usain
0: Bolt. I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, and I would do like a signature pose like him or something cool, Great. even if I came in last place. But And I like their outfits the blue and the white.
1: They're, they always, I'm sick They outfits. do.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, Number two.
1: I would do soccer.
0: Nice. Women's soccer. What position?
1: I don't know. I don't even know All right. <laughs> We'll
0: throw you in center mid.
1: The one that runs. Great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's
0: the best one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Soccer. Uh,
2: my number, what are we, two? Two. My number two is definitely going to be pole vaulting. Ooh. I think there's some correlation between gymnastics and pole vaulting. Most pole vaulters are former gymnasts. Yes. Um, because I do think it's a lot of like, again, I'm very amateur. I've never pole vaulted a day in my life, but it's a lot of like technique, body awareness, like air awareness and knowing where you're at and where to shoot your toes and squeeze yeah. your butt and move around and shares a lot of similarities to gymnastics. So I feel like, and it would be thrilling because it's essentially another sport where you get to like fake fly. Which right. like Sean has been saying all day, like jumping on a trampoline and being able to fly.
0: Got to be one of the most dangerous ones in the Olympics. That fall is pretty long.
2: I just don't understand what happens if you don't make it over. Like if you go up and you shoot your toes too high up into the ceiling and you fall back onto the track.
1: Have you ever seen when... The, the stick goes. Yeah, when the sticks break. Yeah. No. Yeah.
2: Okay. So I'm not gonna watch those before I start my training, but uh yeah, that's my number two.
0: All right. Uh my number two, I got sailing. Oh, sick. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you Great. don't have to have much skill to do that, right? You gotta you have a really have good a, a good boat. boat. Yeah, and you're just going left to right and just wrapping a rope around.
1: Have you ever been sailing?
0: No, do I you haven't know been how hard sailing. Yeah. No, I don't <laughs> I mean, I feel like I can figure it out though. If I started at four years old. Do they have sailors at four years old?
1: Uh, probably. Throw
0: on a life vest. I did see a documentary on it. That's probably why. Um, it's a good one on Netflix. <laughs> that's and your it was inspiration. Like, yeah, I think it was the Olympics. It was one of the biggest upsets ever. They did. No, what's the race? Alex, you want to look that up for me? There's a, a Netflix special sailing. It's two countries, and one country always kicks the other country's ass. But this time, it was like Miracle on Ice, basically. Let me know if you find that. There's True a movie about it. You, what, you watched a documentary about it. You said, "Yeah, as a documentary." Um, the one in Australia. That might be it. I think that's it. Yeah, let me find the name of it. Either way, I feel like sailing is one Great. that you can learn. Great. Yeah, you can sail on a boat. Work on your tan. <laughs>
2: So let me get this straight. Your other one was because you wanted to have FaceTime and brand deals, and this one's because you're working on your tan on the boat. Correct. <laughs> wow, you yeah. are a dedicated athlete, <laughs> yeah, my
0: friend. Yeah.
1: Very dedicated. I yeah. see where your head's at.
0: Work smarter, not harder. I get it. All right, number, number one.
1: one. I am going to transition to winter Olympics instead of summer.
0: Okay. I would yeah.
1: love to do women's ice hockey. Ooh. That looks that'd be cool. looks so awesome.
0: Yeah. Anything on the ice I find very fascinating. Yeah. Like Apollo Ono.
1: He's incredible.
0: Incredible. Yeah. Um, have you ever played ice hockey? I haven't
1: played ho- ice hockey. My dad was a hockey player. So okay.
0: Roller hockey? I ice
1: skate. Yeah. I've never played hockey. <laughs> All right. <ever>. <laughs> I've <laughs> ice skated. <laughs> That's
0: it. What about figure skating? No. Is there any translation with that? With the uh, gymnastics? Trans-
1: you have to like think my personal like experience in gymnastics. Yeah. I... I am the girl that like jumps out of planes and wants to play hockey. Yeah. Like I was not the feminine dancer gymnast. Yeah. So like transitioning to figure skating, I'm like, no, thank you. Okay. I'd rather put on pads. All right. Or play soccer. Retweet. Yeah, Yeah, I see that. Retweet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes.
0: Sam Dog, number one.
2: You know, as we've been going around the circle, I've been thinking about what my strengths actually are and I should have picked like all different sports, but I do have to say my number one is going to be women's sand volleyball.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. I like watching that one, too. First
2: of all- You know how hard that is? I (laughs) was going to say, first of all, have you (laughs) ever tried it? Because you want to talk talk about being tired at the end of a floor routine. I hit the volleyball once, and I sink into the sand, and I'm like winded for the next 20 minutes. Those girls are in phenomenal shape. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I've also-
0: it's been the two girls. Carrie, is that the other one? Yeah. Carrie Walsh. Yeah.
2: And And
1: Missy May. Missy, yeah. yeah. They kill it. Since, I feel like, my whole life. yeah. Yeah. No longer, though.
0: No? No. Do we got a new team coming uh, think, up in the ranks?
1: I think Carrie might still be playing, but Misty's out. Okay. Or retired. Or I, think, I have no idea. I don't know.
0: That don't is know. such a cool sport. I just find
2: them fascinating. Yeah. I feel like that's just like a different level of athleticism that I would love to accomplish, but i have yeah. past my prime, so I don't know.
0: That's a good one. What's your
2: number
1: one?
0: My number one, and this is something that I want to do, and I am going to try and do this one day, but I am going with dog sledding. Sick. Yeah, and I have a lifetime goal of competing in the Iditarod. I'm gonna move to Alaska. I'm gonna I'm gonna train for a year. I'm gonna okay. find dogs. I think I need twelve of them. I'm gonna bring Walter with me. Is he
1: gonna be part of it? Poor he's guy gonna, would die. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, she says no. He can't,
0: yeah, I don't know his short legs. I don't think it. he can make it very far. He's gonna be on the sled with me. Exactly. He's gonna be like the 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 lead dog, the the captain of the team.
1: What's the What's the rower, the rowing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's going to be Walter. And I'm going to like, I'm going to go all out. Like I'm going to sleep outside in the kennels with my dogs.
1: Of course you are. I'm
0: going to live off the land.
1: Yeah. You know they're uh, actually like meant to do that though. Humans are not.
0: Yeah, I know. But okay. I want to try and like <laughs> okay. build that team camaraderie.
1: Great. And
0: they're, they're going like, holy crap, this dude just like.
1: He believes in me.
0: I'm going to grow my beard out to like <laughs> okay. my chest and just do that for a year. I did a rod, and I think the I did a rod is. Um, we're gonna have to fire up that Google machine again. How long is the I did a rod? That's the something that Iditarod doesn't get enough attention. Roughly a thousand miles. Oh. A thousand miles. And think about those race dogs you're talking about. I Are know, you kidding? A thousand miles. Are they that huskies? Race you're talking about is the uh, the America's Cup, I think. America's Cup. That's yeah, that it. was the Australia too. was the team that won that anyways. But yeah, I did rides about a thousand miles.
1: Is it Huskies? Malinois? Or yeah. not Malmutes?
0: There's two types of dogs they use. I believe, Um, I looked into it. I was of like, course. where can I go? And like, because I have to get dogs. <laughs> but I don't want to buy, I don't think I buy them all because then I'm not going to be able to take them back home with me. But there's got to be Could you like...
1: imagine? You you would have to bring them home.
0: <laughs> You're
1: going to go out and train with them for a year. Yeah, I'm
0: not going to want to leave them. Fall in love home. with them. And then be yeah.
1: like, Thanks for your time.
0: Yeah. Is it huskies? Yeah, huskies and malamutes. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And I think there's 12 of them. So Walter would be number 13.
1: <laughs> Walter would weigh it down.
0: He would weigh it down. That would be a problem. <laughs> but mark my words, I would What if I he had his own
1: sled next to yours? Just and hire him two malamutes. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We'll get him working on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I also don't know if, his, his, uh, if he's conditioned enough to live in that weather. Are you? No, <laughs> I mean.
1: You're talking about getting your suntan on.
0: Yeah, that's true. I'm going from both ends of the spectrum. Sam Cat, have you ever gone dog sledding?
1: Yes, I have, actually. I just went
2: dog sledding like a month ago.
0: Yeah? How was that?
2: It was actually beautiful. I went in, Um, where did I go? Al, uh, Canmore. Canmore, Alberta, Canada. Alberta. And great place. I mean, it is impressive to see the operation that they have with the dogs, like you were saying, like they're made for it. And the guy who owns and runs the place is just, I mean, he there are 140 dogs they have there. He knows every single one of them by name. He knows their dietary preferences. They do, they put like chicken flavoring, chicken stock in the water. So they'll drink it and stay hydrated. Like they've got it down to a science mm-hmm. and they do like three tours a day morning, noon, and night. And, and the, the dogs don't. They like rotate through. The humans do that. Yeah. Um. But it was quite an experience. If you ever have a chance to go dog sledding, I highly recommend.
0: All right. So now shifting to top four things that you wish were in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. I'll go first. For rock, paper, scissors. I feel like I can beat <laughs> anybody in rock, paper, scissors, any country, any person. I think that should be an Olympic sport.
1: So you just have like psychology of it down.
0: Yeah, let's go right now.
1: <laughs> okay. You
0: ready? We're going to go rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Yeah. All right, you're going to throw a rock. Okay. All right. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot.
2: Wow, that was super embarrassing. <laughs> all right, she you yeah, yeah, I mean, on the first try. <laughs> yeah,
0: I got some things I got to work on. All right. I said she's good at everything.
2: That was, that was at, perfect. it couldn't have gone worse for you,
0: honestly. <laughs> at least I lost uh, an Olympian. That's We're going to work on that. And I think you get best of 3 anyways, but
2: The confidence you had going into you that. you just
1: threw a rock?
0: I know. I am a second half team. I actually got really nervous and I was a mental midget in that situation right there because I wasn't originally going to throw a rock and I just went to rock because I was nervous.
2: You're
0: not supposed to throw a rock first. All right. That's why it's my number four. You're number four. Oh my. god,
1: The confidence you not um, going into that. This is bad. I don't even know like all the sports that are in.
0: It's not even a sport. It could be anything. It could be like oh. changing diapers or something that oh. you sh- think should be a sport. Probably changing diapers
1: sure
0: all right number four changing diapers
2: <laughs> my number four would be showering in a moving tour bus oh, yeah. oh that's an extreme sport ever shave your legs in a moving tour bus don't recommend it no but i do think that i've gotten the uh the i don't know i feel like the technique down to stay alive and stay inside the shower instead of you hit a break and end up in the lobby yeah so i'd say number four that's a good skill showering in a moving tour bus
0: yeah okay <laughs> Um, I had number three, just predictions in general. I think I'm pretty good at predicting like things.
1: predicting that I'd throw a rock. <laughs> like yeah. predicting
0: yeah. that you were going to throw a rock. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly.
1: Um, That's why it's says number three. Don't <laughs> worry. You're yeah. so good at that. I don't know why I thought of this, but we used to, We've I've been on a lot of planes just traveling and it used to be a thing that we would see how many overhead bins we could fit into. Ooh. I've been able to fit into majority. Really? So, wait, there you, you physically? Personally. Oh, yeah. They're actually <laughs> But Maybe for you. Hey, that's
2: why, I, I different... that's why you'd win.
1: You would win. Yeah. I'd put my money about, like, on just,
0: you. You go on Southwest Airlines. Someone just airlines, launches you up
1: there? Yeah. And
0: they're like, hey, let's see if you can fit in this <laughs> yeah. one.
1: Before, like... I think it was before TSA was like super strict, but yeah, yeah. we'd always do it. I don't know why. That's the most gymnast thing I've ever
2: heard in my life, and I love <laughs> yeah. it.
1: Yeah, I, I would take that. pictures on every plane that I was in, just in an overhead compartment. That's that fantastic. is amazing. Sign
0: that up. That for should the have Olympics. been your number is one. Is that in a uh, winter or summer sport?
1: Um, think? we'll do s- the summer. Would suck.
0: Yeah, it'd be tough. So let's go winter. Yeah, okay, we'll go winter on that.
1: Let's fly over Switzerland when we do it.
0: <laughs> That's a good one.
2: Mm-hmm uh okay i don't know how to top that but i feel like my number what is this number three yeah my number three would be navigating rush hour traffic Ooh, ooh! i learned how to drive in downtown chicago and let me tell you see a space fill it baby yeah i'm not i'm I'm a pretty (laughs) i'm a pretty aggressive driver but you know yeah you get there and you you get there quick
0: uh number two i had a gift contest I think I'm pretty good at sending gifts. I enjoy it, and uh, I try and be different than other gifts. And I think I work pretty hard at it. So I think if I was sitting at a table at the Olympics and they <laughs> sent me a sentence, I'd I'd send back the best gift.
1: That's really that's really sweet.
0: <laughs> that's really sweet. That's yeah. really
1: sweet. I'm gonna like add on to that. Okay. Wrapping.
0: Wrapping like Wrapping presents. Presents. Okay. I suck at that.
1: Oh, I crush it. Really. My edges are perfect. I have the most beautiful bows. I'll make my own paper.
0: There's a, I got to send you a message then. I'll send you a gift, but I (laughs) got to figure out. Yeah, (laughs) I still can't get like the finishing part down. I feel like I I fold over the end pieces too much where it's really thick.
1: No, don't do that.
0: But then you got to cut it. So it's a straight line or do you go into a triangle I do the, what
1: is it? Yeah, so it's triangle.
0: Okay, triangle.
1: But it has right. to be able to come to a triangle. I can't go like this.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I go like boom and then a flat
1: line. You Know what I'm saying? No.
0: Okay. I'll take a picture <laughs> next time I wrap a gift. <laughs> Sam dog.
2: Sorry. I was just like deep in thought about what I was going to do because I blanked. But my number two would definitely be last minute travel packing. I am hmm. leaving for Vegas tomorrow at 5:20 a.m. And I have not packed a single thing, but let me tell you, I will have snacks, drinks, clothes, accessories, shoes, everything you can think of, and I'll be ready to go. And I will get it done at the very last minute because I'm a natural born procrastinator. And I don't learn my lesson because I always get it done. So I think that's my number two.
0: Yeah. I hate that. I, I I'm terrible with that.
2: Are you the type of person that gets to the airport a hundred years? No, early? no, no. Okay, I'm the yeah. complete
0: opposite. Same. I get there like
2: last aboard oh me too i'm like they're calling my name and they're like hey where you been i'm like hey i live five minutes down the road yeah just got here just finished packing
0: that's what's nice about nashville though it is quick and easy to get to the airport
2: have you been to the new have you traveled there recently when they redid it all no all you
0: guys here like no way it used to be yeah
1: back in the day before they try to make us all fancy like i went with my. we were traveling with our kids last week and i showed up this is aggressive. Showed up an hour and like 20 minutes early. Yeah. That's, that's aggressive. Yeah. Yes. They wouldn't let us check our bags. <gasps> what? They're like, you have missed it. You need to be here two hours ahead of time. I was like, for what?
2: Two hours.
1: To check your bags. They literally did not let us check our bags.
2: Oh, God. Does that mean I have to go to the what? airport at
0: domestic
1: or, domestic or domestic?
0: That's wild. That's brutal.
2: Do you think so, it's because airlines? of the new
1: setup or do you think it's just they were having a bad I day? I don't know, but it was wild. So we had to like take all of our bags through TSA. Which was a disaster. Of course. What if, if trying to negotiate and with them? They're like, this doesn't fit in the thing. I'm like, well, it's gotta go through here. <laughs> Search it if you would like. <laughs> what? It was wild.
0: That's crazy. Side note, is the worst part about having kids traveling?
1: No, it's amazing. We travel with our kids. You're tell me
0: it's amazing going through the airport, having a check. Bags? It is not bad. Okay. I
1: would say that we have become the curbside check-in people. Okay. That is yeah, it's worth it. Before you have kids, you're like, why is this here? <laughs> And then you have kids. You're like, this is the greatest yeah. gift ever.
0: I've done curbside check, and I have no kids.
1: It's amazing. Um, but honestly, it's fun because it's obviously not as easy. You don't fall asleep in your seat for the entire plane ride. You have to like entertain yeah. a tiny human. But everything is so like magical to them.
0: Yeah, that's true. everything. I think that's the best part, or what I hear about having kids is that obviously when you get to an age, you're kind of just like going through the motions and. Everything's really not as exciting as it once was, whether it's holidays, but now with kids, you get to relive all of that through that. Oh,
1: yeah. We take our babies everywhere. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's not easy. Yeah. that's awesome.
0: That should be an Olympic sport. There we go. And you should do like an amazing race with two kids.
1: I think so. Have you too. done
0: an amazing race? No. <laughs> yeah. uh, would you?
1: Um, we were you and Andrew <laughs> would kill it. You guys would be we so good. We were supposed to this year. Oh, this year. But- it's radio silence from your kids for almost three months. Like Ooh. you can't text them, call them. Nothing, nothing, yeah. And I can't do that.
0: Yeah, they don't let you really contact the outside world on those shows at all.
1: Have you done Amazing Race?
0: No, I haven't. Maybe I'm on it right now.
1: Are you? No. I was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the way you said that, you like, no. No, no, yeah. no,
0: That would be a good one.
1: No, they said radio silence, and I was like, I, I yeah, can't my do kids will go to therapy because of that. yeah (laughs) Yeah, hey at least you're aware of it
2: yeah Yeah. that's good uh where are we at number one number
0: one i think
2: my number one is going to be any sort of charades game like a heads up the celebrity game whatever it's going to be where you have like a timer
0: you have to guess and and, but it's like you gotta
2: you gotta spit quick what was that now i'm talking about how good i am at (laughs) speaking quickly and i just messed it up that's ironic um but like communicating with someone but like Trying to think the way they think. Yeah, I'm doing a really good job (laughs) of selling it right now. Yeah, I
0: don't know if you want that as your number
2: one. (laughs) No, but I am elite. Like, I would, I would, this is the only thing I've listed today that I'm confident in. Like, I will win. I will win every charades game, every heads up game, every, every, well, so long as my partner has four brain cells. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a team effort. Yeah. But I am, I am. Okay,
0: that's a good one. I'll back you on that. Yeah,
2: I'm superb. It's like the only thing I got.
0: (laughs) My number one is uh, carrying groceries from the car into the kitchen. I will take on anybody in that, and it will only take one trip every time. I think that's a guy thing, right, fellas? Yeah. Like you got to only take one trip. You'll
1: one like trip. break the eggs and stuff too. What's that? You'll break the eggs and stuff too. Yeah, to I don't care it. if I break yeah. anything. Yeah. It's
0: just like yeah. the point of getting it Absolutely. there in one shot. A um, little difficult with my shoulder right now, but
1: but you can still do it.
0: I can. I just got to load up the left side. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it. I think so. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, Sean Johnson East, thank you for joining us. Thanks for joining us. That was awesome. We appreciate it. Uh, Everybody give it up for Sean Johnson.
1: (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. That was fun.